like, oh my god, did you miss me or what? You know, it feels like I only have one listener. Because that's what it shows on my stats, right? Every time I go and I log into, you know, my uh, choice of recording platform, and which mine would happen to be Anchor, every time I go log in, it says one person has heard your podcast. And I know that's true because every time I make a podcast, less than 24 hours for sure, it says one person has listened to my podcast, right? So this goes out to that one single soul rad awesome person who chooses to listen to my podcast. I mean, like you're on that shoot, right? Every time I make a podcast, man, this one person is just like, I don't know how they know. It's really super cool. So, but it's weird because um, my stats or say or state that um, I've got like new listeners in uh, the United Kingdom. That was pretty super cool. I found that out today or earlier tonight. And then uh, in Brazil. And I think I had a new state too. Who was the new state? Oh, yeah, New York City. (laughs) Welcome. And so 100% of the people that reside in New York City, um, they reside in the Bronx. How freaking cool. Dude, you're so far away from me. (laughs) Hi, this is California calling. So, um, yeah, that was pretty super bitchin'. And, and then uh, Russia, it's down to 3%. I think it was maybe up to 6% one time. Maybe I'm just dreaming. I'm not sure. But anyways, it says I have 3% listeners in uh, Russia. Um, ooh, I just said it like a like a Englishman. You know, when, they, uh, when the Brits uh, pronounce some of their words, it sounds like they're ending the very, very last letter. In a real faint, quiet R sound, the letter R, and it's so super cool. And it sounds like some well, I know for sure I can hear them pronounce that the one single letter at the end of a word. Um, it'll sound like they're saying the um, the A word, but in the short sound of the A, like ah or ah. Um, so it's really super cool. I love um, languages and. You know, dialects and not derelicts. That's dialects, son. <laughs> Had enough of that growing up. So, yeah. Anyways, it doesn't really seem that I get on the end tip. You know what? Right now, I feel really blase and drab and boring and blah. You know, because and slow. <laughs> because, um, I guess I just haven't done, like, the mother load of potties in a while. That's podcasts, y'all. You know? I mean, like... Well, the last one when I had was pretty cool. But like I said, when I take, like, long periods of time in between, I make, when I make the mother load long ones... It's usually a good indicator that something has changed in my heart, my life, or my soul, or the rules of the game of life have changed. And I'm like contemplating, should I? Nah. Shan't I? Should I? Shan't I? You know? Um, so that's why. I, so it seems like I might bounce around from thought to thought, but it's only because. That's like the the lasting energy that I just walked through recently in life, you know, and um, I'm trying to make sense of it, or I already did make sense of it when I do a podcast, and that's, that's like totally cool too, I mean, because, you know, sometimes when I set off to do my podcasts, and I get onto um, 
an issue or subject or, you know, a matter, it's not always like set in stone which way I'm going to go or think or say or talk or how or why, right? But I do know this. I t- <laughs> which way did he go? Which way did he go? <laughs> but I do know this. Um, and this is, this is for sure. It's not a given. It's for sure. Okay. That when I go with kind of like the light, airy, fluffy, you know, type cloud thinking mode, and I get onto that genre or, um, emotional type of speaking, like, um, um, for lack of better terms under definitions and words, I would say when there's no doors that can be closed or shut or slammed in my stories or, you know, what I talk about, then who knows what evil lives there. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) And she's proud of it. (laughs) Ain't she? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I totally am proud of how, like, and you guys should be too. I I don't think that people let their thought processes and their... Um, energy just you know go wholeheartedly and genuinely I don't see that amongst uh, human beings you know to affect I haven't seen in a long time with them with any human beings you know where people are just totally cool and honest and easygoing and they don't care if they look dumb they don't care if they you know, um, are looking too sexy, they don't care if they look hot, they don't care if they look smart, they don't care if they look intelligent, you know, it's super cool to kick it with people like that, I don't know, have you guys ever done that with someone like that, it's really super cool, Uh, you know why, it's like, it's like the universe just created your very own best bestie, in the whole freaking planet, and then out there in space, like, you know, the constellations, you know, where NASA hangs out, it's like the universe, and then the other universes of all that we've, our piddly little minds have ever known, well, let me take that back, my piddly mind has ever known, not you, me, because, um, anyways, it's kind of like, the universe makes you your own best friend, right? That's what it's like hanging out with somebody that's yeah, cool, non-judgmental, and you know, respectful and uh, easygoing and um, focused and an excellent listener. Somebody who's always attentive, but not over to where it's like they're being a stalker or snide or sarcastic. This listener actually truly is into you, totally digs you, totally is just, you know, respectful, and everything you say is gold. (laughs) That's a real bestie. But kicking back with those kinds of people are hard, and they're rare to find, you know, someone where you can just, you can laugh as hard as you want, and look as dumb as you want, and ugly, and funny looking, and like a dork. And they're laughing right along with you. They're looking just as fuggly as you. You know, and... You know, these kind of people are super cool. When you... Or when you're hanging out with somebody that cool and you're laughing and you're both making, like, the most awful, ugly, big, wide mouth laughing looks and faces when you're busting up with somebody that cool and they're on the same level as you and platform and, you know, in space and time, when you two finally click, it's like you look deep into the souls of that person, the souls, and something just, it's like, um, it's a ricochet, something just comes right back to you, a full force of acceptance and, and, um, comfort and solidarity, it's freaking cool, it's kind of like, you know, you know, I guess I guess you can maybe equate it to. I think so because it's that badass, you know. But it's a it's in a good thing. It's not anything to do with fear or, or um, war. But I was gonna say maybe you could equate it to you know um, our armed forces, kind of like you know our guys, you know the 
their fellow, you know, comrades or buddies that are, you know, with them, you know, for a good reason to totally, be, you know, protect one another's life. You know, that's their first mission that when, when these guys go out there. You know, they're not thinking that some stupid broad across, you know, the universe named, you know, podcast questions and answers. They're not thinking about my stupid shit. Their first and foremost issue that they have to deal with hand in hand is, you know, focus, intelligence, and location, and, you know, your whereabouts and stuff like that. You know, your awareness. I mean, you're on the ball for sure. Your, your senses are totally keen. And, um, so when you, I guess when you bond with somebody like that, and I'm just surmising, I guess when you would bond with somebody like that on, in the field or on the field, whatever, um, that would be, yeah, you know, that would be totally consistent, consistent with what I'm talking about, you know, but on an opposite level, meaning it's not a bond in fear, you know, um, focus, hunt, kill, prey, predator, you know, aim, or, you know, for some people, because they have to, they, we have, you know, war haters, you know, shame, it's not shame, you shouldn't be ashamed of war, that's for sure, the, you know what, you know who should be ashamed, is the asshole saying that to our soldiers, be ashamed, that's, that's, you know, who should be ashamed, <laughs> I mean, who doesn't believe in war, really doesn't believe in peace, you know, if you ask me, maybe we should just change the name of the word war, <laughs> you know, because I think that that word gets a little daunting and heavy, you know what I'm saying, when you have to um, hike 60 miles, you know, with that type of you know, connotation or word or evidence amongst one person, you know, I really like when they say stuff like it was a, a casualty of war or friendly fire, you know, because, I mean, when I first heard those terms, I was like, no shit, no way, wait, wait, wait. what they say, you know, <laughs> friendly fire, casualties of war, I was like, dude, the military's got it going on, you know, I mean, how come nobody gave that a label, you know, in skin time, you know, like in, <laughs> not in non-military terms, in other words, you know, I kind of see the kind of evil, wicked stuff that, you know, my family, friends, have been doing to me all those years when I heard those terms, right, you know, uh, friendly fire, that's stuff like basically my family saying, oh, that's how we raised you, <laughs> that's called friendly fire, right, <laughs> everything made sense when I heard those two terms, and then the uh, casualties of war, I mean, shoot, and then my family goes on to say, you know, um, well, she was just, you know, a casualty of war, you know, that's how my family treated me and, you know, certain people in my life, my whole life, and so it's like, anyways, when I first heard those terms being said, I was just like, like I said, no shit, <laughs> you know, I mean, wow, you know, because that's how my family would treat me, you know, friendly fire, they would just go and just F me up so bad, and then, you know, I was just like, oh, well, you know, that's how we believe, um, we believe in uh, corporal punishment, we believe in um, physical, you know, um, total spankings, and I mean, it was beyond spanking, and you know, they would put that word, it's so weird, because they would be doing something so heinous and awful and violent to me, but then they would just kind of add in, you know, the, what seemed to be uh, the politically and religiously correct um, word of spankings, <laughs> oh really? I mean, do all families do this to their kids? I mean, they just beat them ruthlessly and they call them spankings. Then they make, you know, then they then they have the um, the casualties of war, you know, going on with that by saying, oh, well, you know, 
we, we couldn't do anything about it because we were forced to because that was our religion. So that was just a part of our, you know, um, sacrifice, casualty of war or love. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> you know, I really got it. I mean, that's how I looked at church when I was a little kid, too. You know, it's just like everything made sense to me the first time I heard those first sayings from the military. Casualties of war and friendly fire. I'm all, oh, yeah, no, makes sense. <laughs> you know, so uh, I'm thinking if they're going to play that way, then shoot. <laughs> the gloves are off. Yeah, that's right. I said the gloves are off. So, okay, with that said, this is what my potty is supposed to be about. <laughs> I'm not even drunk. What? Now, I don't think anybody gets drunk at 3.30 in the morning, do they? Oh, my God. I'm so old. I have to ask that. <laughs> well, man. You know, the first sign you know you're getting or going old or growing old is when you ask a stupid question like that. <laughs> Nobody gets drunk at 3.30. What? <laughs> I mean, if I was a kid, I would turn my podcast on just to get stoned and drunk to it with all my friends and talk smack on it, right? Totally. <laughs> but anyways, I'm, I'm totally for the younger population. I'm totally for our teenagers and um, anybody, you know, that's from the age of mm, 10 to mm, 47. I'm 50, so I'm totally for that that bracket. But you know how people tend to, society tends to treat people. If you're a kid and from one to five, then you get treated blah blah blah. Then the, if you're from 10 to 14, then you um, you get treated um, differently. And, and if you're a kid from you know 14 to uh, 25, you get treated differently. But I mean, as soon as you like get to the 30s and shit like that, all of a sudden shit gets hairy and crazy, and you're gonna be you need to take some responsibility, son. That's, <laughs> you know, but actually, to be honest, it starts way when they're younger, like before they're 16. People in society changes on kids, and the first um, time that society sees a problem with a kid. Nobody has any time. Everybody's got to go to work. But nobody's getting any richer. Society ain't getting any smarter. You know, and our emotions are not for sure getting any kinder or compassionate. And for what? To walk away from a little kid because everybody has so many excuses not to deal with um, children, teenagers, young adults, uh, young people, anybody of any age, <laughs> you know, with um, kindness and respect and empathy and compassion and, you know, just get off your high horse, dumbass, who are you? I mean, unless you guys can actually bring to me right now, bring forth a super mega god, you know, of a human being, you know, for sure, like Superman or something, I mean, for the United States, it would have to be the equivalent to like Superman or the Hulk or, you know low-key, or, yeah, low-key, uh, I dig his evilness, he's really super sexy, um, or, uh, Thor, you know, if you could bring me a super, but see, those gods I was saying over there, that was for, like, uh, the Scandinavian areas, or, you know, the European unions, the, that, that's what I was referring to when I went that other route, anyways, since we're here in the States and we've taken this long in society to take our chins, you know, off the desk and realize that who we are, you know, at the very earliest age is, is where we actually need to catch it, people. That's where we need to grasp the humanism and the spiritual and the soulism and, you know, that little tiny person, baby, kid, whatever, that little being is a powerhouse to your extraordinary future if you just are real and honest and take your freaking or talking about me again whoa <laughs> take the freaking lust out of it your um your problems your um 
indecisions and hate and, um, you know, disgust or disdain or evilness. Take it away out, away from that kid for that baby. Because, let's just put it this way. You know, there's really no total, total given proof that there is a heaven. And there's really no total proof that there is a hell. It just seems quite funny to me that the people that are allotting us this type of um, demeaning, you know, um, I guess, demeanorism, if you, if you will, are the people who wrote the one book and, you know, almost annihilated, you know, an entire um, populace of human beings you know, on the other side of our universe, you know, in Europe and the European areas. It's just so funny that the richest guy or the richest man, you know, that had the most money, you know, had to get together with a, with a guy that was of the church, you know, and say, hey, um, you know what? We could, like, control society and societies and actually nations if we actually just you know, we start doing our, our due diligence and our homework, you know, so the, uh, the believers, you know, at that time that, you know, or they weren't even believers, they were just actually, um, they were just like the common areas, if you will, for lack of better terms, of human grounds, the priests and the monks, the Catholic people uh, of, of Catholicism, um, Catholic people way, way before, way before 750 BC, those, they were, the Catholics were just common people and, um, there was nothing, um, excitingly witty about them. They, they were, um, I guess, um, either like, you know, people in society that are um, considered to be average mojos, you know, schmoes, you know, average people playing, not, there's really nothing exciting, and um, I, that's kind of like for the majority of the population of human beings, I guess, so like when there's a really super good looking person, or somebody that's, you know, totally stands out in something, where it's just so dynamo, uh, they, that's why it is, you know, rare that you have such amazing dynamic people there you know there's not too many of them that, that would be like the equivalent of you know the movie stars in Hollywood there's a handful of you know beautiful people gifted and talented dedicated people intelligent that actually go to Hollywood and you know those stars make it and they're rare that's why they do make it because they are rare the common ones or the commoners like me you know per se um, we don't you know there's nothing ordinary about ordinary about me. I've got you know, you know the same money problems, if not you know, you know from the guy you know two blocks away. You know, uh, we live actually you know hand to mouth in our situation financially speaking, and you know it's cool. I mean, freak yeah! I played the lottery. I don't want to live like this forever, but it looks like it. This has been my forever thus you know long. So yeah, I totally played the lottery, and I, I, and I know that my friends and my human beings, my fellow human beings, I know that nobody likes to live like that, you know. Um, it sucks, but I'm not complaining because I have a roof over my head, and you know I have, you know, stuff that's edible to mow. You know, that means stuff that's super duper killer and kick ass to eat. Okay, I use the word I use the word mow like mow your lawn. Um, when something fascinates me, dulls me, pisses me off, or um, something that either is way important or is totally not important at all. So, yeah, I should have been a lawyer, right? <laughs> Because either way, if you sign that dotted line, I would agree on and agree on what I just said. Then, do I got some land I want to sell to you? 
Huh. <laughs> OMG, the last couple times I did a podcast, <sighs> dude, it was so late. It was like, well, because three from 3 p.m. is the, you know, awesome magic hour, you know, for, you know, magic. So anyways, like, anyways, it was like this late, right? It's like, I think, uh, 3, 3.35 and... No, that's not my weight. <laughs> it's the time. So, anyways, yeah, anyways, I was so loud. I was doing podcasts. It was this late, right? And um, something made me laugh on what, well, I'm always laughing at my potties, but this one was really super funny. And I had my window open so it could air out, you know, in here. And then I laughed so loud that it echoed so loud and now normally I'm quite proud of me making some type of disturbance in any hemisphere at all you know what I'm saying anything other than my own (laughs) but I just you know the dirty side of me says hell yeah that was fucking bitching Jen (laughs) fuck yeah I mean you know when your friends when you're with your friends when you're little kids and you try to make it echo because maybe you heard you know something echo or they said hey did you hear that my voice echoed and doesn't that suck the first time when you're with your friends when you're little kids and they bring that up first because you're thinking god I wanted to be the first one to discover that. That shit's cool. Say it again. And then they're all bragging. Look at Hey, Echo, my name's on. You know, and you're thinking, that's bad. So, you know, you go to try to do it, and the bell rings, that's going, Aah. and you're like, you know, hey, look, I can do it, too. And everybody's screaming. No, they're like, you know, screw you. We're going to class right now. And I'm thinking, no way. And then I'm running, chasing my friends. You know, hey, look, look, listen, listen. They're like, Looking at me like, what? You know, did you hear? Did you hear? I heard it way over there. <laughs> you know, stuff like that when you're a little kid, right? So then, um, as you grow older, you don't do it that much in front of a whole populace of other comrades your age because you don't want to look too stupid. Like, okay, uh, big freaking deal. You made an echo, okay? Um, you know. They just make you feel dumb, you know, so some people. So you don't hear about, hey, did you hear that? I did an echo. And you know what's super cool is when you do come across people like that, stop and smell the flowers, you know, because that's rare that you hear somebody so proud that they can hear their voice like maybe two and a half blocks away and it came back to talk to them. You know, it's, it's kind of like it should be a red light indicator to society that when somebody yells, hey, did you hear my echo? (laughs) It's kind of like an indicator that society is so totally, utterly grown up that we can't act like that. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why do you want to act like you? I mean, not, I'm not saying you, like the one listening to this, I'm just giving an example. But this is how I used to think, you know, why do I want to act like you? You know, all grumpy and crabby and straight-faced and not smiling. I don't trust you and who are you and I don't like you. I don't know you. You know, what should I say hi to you? You know, you're... you're whoa, dudes, that's just, such a freaking stupid, long, hard thing and list of non attributes that humans you know shan't have to even look at but okay like check it out the other day my husband and I were going for um, a walk and then uh, it transpired into a ride right so but it was like oh totally within our neighborhood anyways um my last podcast, I told you that I think that I told you um, that we reside in a retirement community, right? For old people. <laughs> so anyways, um, we were in our very own community of humans, right? Of old people, seniors. And I'm like, oh, it's such a beautiful day. 
you know, and I was in love with everything. I wasn't in love with my husband because he was kind of crabby and, um, <coughs> you know, um, I didn't want his, you know, unawesomeness to ruin, you know, what the universe had gifted me. You know, I had the wherewithal, the wherewithal about me. I could see, I could smell, I could smile, I could laugh. I have a heart and, um, I want to make this day okay, you know, because, you know, somebody that's rather close to me is choosing not to. My husband. So anyways, as we were um, driving through our community, all these old suckers out, right? They're all, you know, it looks like they're climbing Mount Everest, like, or, or Mount Vesuvio, Vesuvius. You like, maybe in skeleton form, they're like hardly moving, and they're like, I'm doing it, I know I can, and I'm so proud of them, you know, thinking, oh, you could be my grandma, every time I saw a senior, oh, yeah, you could be my grandpa, you could be my grandma, and I would wave, right, I would throw that, you know, flesh, skin-colored flag, my hand, right out the window, like the biggest dork you ever saw, right, and I'm all waving back and forth, like, hey, hi, with the genuine smile, like, I'm so glad you're alive. I'm so glad that you made it this late in life. And I'm proud that you're trying to practice walking so you don't get stiff and just give up. And, you know, I'm just, you know, you have more stamina and gumph you have than I do. And um, I really want to fashion my, you know, my attributes. And I want to model my life after you. That, that's how I'm waving to these old people, right? And the first one, the... <laughs> first guy's walking his dog and we're driving super slow <laughs> and I know my husband like is you know he was acting like god you know like oh god you know like I'm so embarrassed why does she have to embarrass me like that and, you know when I first started saying hi you know I saw his demeanor I saw how he was acting rolling the eyes and looking away like he's not with me and stuff like that and I remember thinking at that specific moment, do I want to go on with the continuation of the high and just say that was dumb, I don't know why I did, or make an excuse up or something? Because this guy is really, really going to give it to me if I proceed with, you know, treating this stranger on the street, this human being that's really not a stranger to me because he's got a heart, you know, I, I had two choices there. Either shut down the friendliness and kindness to um, another human individual because there was a negative human next to me that was not digging me and um, uh, was just in for, you know, putting my ass down and making sure I'm not happy and um, everything that he could do, you know, uh, without physically, you know, hurting me. It was those types of, you know, negative, stupid things from my husband so I thought <laughs> nah go for it Jen <laughs> keep it up keep it up girl you know fluff what anybody else says you know that you know this Jen you know that people don't want to see you happy you know people don't want to see you make it you know I mean even your innermost circle of people this is what's really sad, is that those inner workings of our lives and beings, they're actually supposed to be the branches from the growth of a trunk of a tree, you know? I mean, do you really notice anybody who's proud of their family history or tree anymore? I don't, you don't ever hear of it, you know? Um, it's not a lot, you know? Why is that? I'll tell you why it is and what it is and what what it's not. Why is that? Is because there's no there's no genuine compassion and empathy and honesty for your for oneself. Speaking of me, for oneself, there's no there's none of that. So, who'd want to actually you know broadcast their their natural and skin time? DNA family tree to anyone when there's really no nothing there to talk about there's no substance there's you know 
Um, it's there's not even no fluidity. It's it can't even. There's no continuum. There's it's um, there's no recidivism of awesomeness. It's just you know something that people are, are rather you know disgusted or embarrassed or don't know about. How come we don't know about our freaking family tree or our you know our roots? How come we don't know as much as they used to in the old days? And it's like I said, because there's no substance there, sustenance, there's there's no gratefulness, there's, you know, there's no pride or genuine, you know, um, love for humans anymore. It's gone. And why is it gone? Because, you know, some dumbass, you know, said one day, it's easier to be a, a jerk than it is to be kind. You know, and that's that's backwards. That's backass thinking, because technically, it is easier to be mean than it is to be kind and genuine. And what I mean by that technically is because when you when you're like that, you don't have to take your time to explain anything to anyone. You don't have to slow your breathing down. You don't have to take a deep breath and slow your car down. Instead of really showing that dumb bastard how to really drive right, and you're going to teach him don't do that stuff again next time, it takes a lot, you know, it takes not a lot, it just takes time. And when, um, like we see somebody who's hurt, it's a stranger, you know, if you're within eye or earshot or within, I'd say three to seven feet, then it takes time to actually stop and engage and um, if they ask for something for money, it takes time to hold your anger or breath and not say, you know, no, I don't, I don't have no money or F you, go get a job, um, or, you know, you have a religion. I choose to only go and buy them um, a hamburger because I don't want to give them money because they will go just to buy drugs and alcohol with it. You know, I was so sick and tired of hearing that stupid term, um, saying for freaking ever, right? Fuck, from everywhere I'd go, you know, it just sucked, man. You know, and it became a point to where I really loathed and I hated when I was with um, my family or my church. Um, and they would say that, you know, I hated when I would come in, when I was with those people, when they would come into contact and there was a homeless person on the street, you know, I mean, gee, don't kick a man or a human or an animal while they're down, will ya? You know, I mean, you could see that the person is like a floundering fish out of water or they're on death's door or, you know, um, they're not even there mentally. How could you be mean to somebody who's not even checked in? Ooh, yeah, you're, does that make you feel intelligent? How could you mean to somebody, you know, who's um, floundering around like a fish out of water, you know, not knowing what to do in life? I mean... Oh, does that make you feel like totally big man, big girl? How could you be mean to somebody who's, you know, um, completely checked out mentally? You know, it's like, oh, does that make you feel rich and strong and powerful? You know, it's like, I, you know, as a kid was just utterly turned off with that stuff, you know? I mean, um, and so when I would see, like, homeless people, you know, people that were hurting and stuff like that, you know, if they stop and they want to talk to me, then okay, <laughs> you know? That's cool. If they ask me for something, you know what? If I got it, yeah, you know, let me go look for it. If I don't, you know, if I'm not sure, um, if I'm in a hurry, I'll always still stop to, to see what they have or what they want from me. You know what I'm saying? Um, not what they have. I know they're beautiful. I know they have treasures in their heart, but, um, they're important people. Have you ever heard some of the homeless people? Oh, God. Dudes. Some of the homeless people are the majority to me. Because it's my studies I've been doing since I was like 18. And I stopped doing them, I think, uh, when I was 20. No. 25. Maybe. 
So it was from 18 to 25. No, but prior to that, I had done my studies on homeless people um, from afar. I would just view because obviously I was, you know, a younger kid and I was under the rule and thumb of, um, you know, dictatorship of religious home thinking, you know, for my family. Anyways, um, when I could do something about it, um, it sucked because I had to avoid talking about it, you know, um, um, and, but that was cool because that was our belief system as a Christian. Do not let your left hand know what your right hand did. Do not ask for, or do not say your good deeds in public to get congratulated for. Therefore, you have received all of your good deeds for that one good deed you've done. And I'm thinking, <laughs> What? So I was in church one day when I was a little kid and I heard that. And I was like, what? So I looked over to my friend next to me and I go, do you mean to say that if one of your friends messes up in school and says that you did something good and the class says, oh, right, and there's only like two people in your class that like you, that's going to be your reward? Because <laughs> that's what the Bible was saying, right? So, I mean... Because, I mean, I could see my whole life in front of me going to, right? Because I knew with what was going on in my life, behind the scenes wasn't good. And I know, or I knew, what was going on in my life in the social scene wasn't good either. And I knew the outcome behind the religious scenes. Totally not good either. It was all bad, so I knew that I was doomed. I knew that somehow, some way, that humans were gonna be um, inevitable in screwing up my future and my life. They, it was, they were gonna be gung-ho, right on it, stat, crazy down, I'm there right here, right now type of deal. It was that kind of a war that you know went on for me. And I want to make, you know, the public aware of that. You know what? That war is almost every person that you know. Every person that you know. As little kids from ground up. Seriously. That's what we all go through. They're huge, huge battles of hatred, of somebody's jealousy, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's crazy. If we were to um, actually look at those people like they were living in our own home and it was my mom's sister or my grandma, my real, if that person was actually, you know, my family, um, would you still be treating them like that? Well, knowing what we know now, yes, but technically what we need to know for future habits and habitats within our own lives is that just because that person is not from direct uh, is not a direct uh, link from your mom or your dad or someone that you respect a lot just because they're not directly linked like that doesn't mean that we can go and treat them any less you know just because they're poor just because they're dirty, just because they haven't taken a shower, just because they're a porn freak, just because, you know, they're, um, there's uh, a chick freak or guy freak, you know, and, um, you know what, I'm so freaking what? If we actually let our children grow up, um, with superpower like that, I mean, yeah, it sucks, I know, you know, you missed out, or I missed out, you know, on that type of behavior, you know, gained, thwarted us, but I do have some awesome, you know, um, like gifts for you guys in the future, because, you know, if I'm, if I can't have it while I'm young, then I want to be cushioned while I'm old, <laughs> get it, old, 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 you know, I mean, what would suck worse, you didn't get any of those, um, genuine, you know, feelings that humans, you know, of excellence and honor and durability and strength um, should have treated you, right? I know it sucks, but 
What sucks even more is if you keep heading in life and never expect it um, because you're not allowed to dream of life like that, you know, um, because it's just not real. It's all fantasy. It's all girls and chick shit. That stuff's not real. It doesn't apply to me. I'm telling you, yes, it does. Because I guarantee no matter what country that you're listening in from right now, I guarantee that there is somebody that was a total, total, like, child or baby prodigy or super scientist or, you know, inventor, you know, or um, political figure that rocked your world that you admired. You know what I'm saying? Um, I guarantee that wherever you're listening, you know, from, and no matter, you know, what country, we all have somebody that's like a superstar, um, firepower, in um, those terms, you know? And if you don't got it, then you make one up. <laughs> of course, I like to choose me <laughs> for the superpower. <gasps> you know what I'm saying? That's super duper cool because um, I'm always like checking out my destiny on my own a free spare time. Like, um, I'll see something that intrigues me or just something that I want or something that I've been lusting after. And it's okay to freaking say the word lust if you... If you keep it in a positive way, you know, because um, without lust, lust is like another word in the Greek, um, in a, uh, a different Greek or a Greek formation or definition. It could be called eros, and um, it's it's spelled E R O S. So it's eros, and eros. It's actually not eros. It's not supposed to be a soft sounding or Z sound. It's supposed to be, um, sound, the S sound is supposed to be, um, super punctuated with a very sharp S sound. So it's eros, like egros, uh, like that. So, um, eros, love is erotic love and, uh, eroticism is like lust, you know, like, you know, super good stuff. You want it. Um, and then there's, a. Uh, Agape love, um, the Greeks, they, and agape is A-G-A-P-E, uh, and it looks like grape, but without the R, (laughs) agape, it's just agape, but it's not spelled agape, it's, uh, pronounced, it's, um, their, um, A is pronounced as a long, um, or short O, agape, so, but it's spelled with an A. Anyways, um, agape love in, uh, the Greek, the Greek, uh, term for that is unconditional love no matter what you do and that's one of the vows that they make us say when you get married you know they just don't say agape they say you know do you promise to hold and cherish this person through sick through sickness and health and um poor and um rich riches and kindness and all that stuff right and like, I wish that people would be really super honest when they were, I I wish we could wipe out all those stupid vows, because, you know, it's, it's basically a vow to actually do your damnedest and your dirtiest, when, you know, that's really what it is, when you're going to actually connect with another human, I mean, they're going to see the most utter rottenness of you as a human individual that there is, next to your mom that raised you, they're going to see that, you know, what you really truly are about when you get married. So I'm, they say all these words that, that are just, they're such like ice cream liquors. You know, you're thinking, okay, right, I'm going to be honest. You can't tell me that every time you went to a wedding that you're sitting in the audience waiting for the day you heard they're going to get divorced, like waiting for them to fall. <laughs> like how long are they going to be married? Uh, the stats say this, you know, the, you know, married couples in the United States, the statistics show that, You know, they get divorced by the first five years. Seven for sure that they've been married like a thousand to each other. They'll get, they'll be dead by seven years or something like that, right? Um, So, and there's all these, uh, like I said, there's all these statistics out there. Like, you know, I guarantee that every single bride and um, young groom has heard those statistics prior to walking down the aisle. And it sucks. 
and it was all within their inner circle and their um, religious institutions. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know, I mean, you can't go anywhere as a young newlywed. And that's all you hear. Oh, yeah, well, everybody always gets divorced the first five years or first seven. Nobody lost past ten years. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And, um, and the first time that you need help in a marriage, everybody says, oh, yep, yep, yep. That's one of the first, uh, that's one of the, that's one of the, that's, that's my stupid cat. That one JoJo pisses me off. Dude, you better not have dropped the, what I think he did. Uh, we're going to deal with corporal punishment. <laughs> Why? Not because I can, but but that too. But because he pisses me off, man. Why can't he just be still like Jack? You know, I mean, I found myself the other day getting so pissed off at JoJo. I said, why can't you be more like your brother Jack? <laughs> and then automatically I looked over to my husband and he was laying down in the room. And I said, oh my God, I, I just found myself saying what my mom had said to my twin and I growing up. He's all, what's that? I'm all, my mom used to say, why can't you be more like your sister's sissy? I used to hate that. And you know what? Um, I was the one getting uh, congratulated, you know? You know, that was my mom's term of saying that I'm a good kid. And she used to, but she used to put my twin down so bad that, uh, man, I would, I would always shrug my shoulders my head would get stiff and I would look down and I would walk with my shoulders up and you could, because I couldn't stomp and I couldn't turn around and, and say, fuck you. I couldn't flip her off. It was my mom, you know? So when you're a little kid, you just have to take it. And when you know that somebody that you love so much, you know, is getting equated to me and I'm a girl, it made no sense. Like, why would you want my brother to be like a girl? When you're a little kid, that's how you think. Why can't you be more like your sister's sissy? You know, it's just like that. That's what I was thinking when I was a kid. Why would she want him to be like a girl? <laughs> you know? Um, so it just sucks because it's like, why, you know, when you see something, you know, like for JoJo, um, I found myself, anyways, back to that story. I found myself saying that um, to my cat the other day. And, um, but you know what? I found out and true, true that in my heart of hearts, I really meant it. And then when I realized and reminded myself that I sounded like a close family member, I changed that feeling and I went and I put myself in a timeout and I checked myself like why am I thinking like that why would I say that and why would I bring it up and why did I laugh at it when I hated it so much when I was a kid so with that said I figured it all out and um, now I'm back to just saying you know from the tits ladies to Jojo <laughs> okay bye